Hello, everyone, and welcome to Well Played Podcast, a podcast all about playful learning. Together, we explore games, game mechanics, and the power of learning through play. With me, I have Jennifer Ledford, Twitter handle Mrs. Ledford 6 ENG. Uh, Jennifer, why don't you introduce yourselves before we talk about what we're talking about today? Okay. Um, hey, everybody. My name is Jennifer Ledford, and I am a sixth grade English teacher. Uh, this is actually my eighth year of teaching. I taught seventh grade English for four years, and this is my fourth year in sixth grade English. Awesome. Uh, Jennifer and I today are going to be talking about sort of diving into the deep end of gamification, sink or swim. And like I talk to a lot of teachers and they're excited to get started gamifying and they sort of dip their toe in. And that's perfect. And I'm so glad that so many of you choose to do that. But Jennifer this week did a video reflection and it just it just captivated me. It grabbed me. Uh, and I wanted to have her on the show. And thankfully, she said yes. Uh, her her chat was a, was about making that jump to the deep end, not not just dipping your toe in. So Jennifer, if you could maybe give us a brief synopsis of that sort of powerful video message you put out this week. Well, I decided to do a video reflection because I just I sat down at my my blog so many times and I could not get the words out that I I really wanted to say. It just didn't sound right. So I just took my iPad and I just recorded. And basically that reflection was about last year when I started gamification, I was very small scale. Um, I gamified a couple of lessons and I had a base XP, but it was mainly behavior driven, uh, for lack of a better word. If you did something good in my class, you got XP. If you did something bad, I actually took away XP. So I didn't. I didn't like that aspect. I still had the the connection from the kids that you would want from XP. They got really excited for being in my class. But it just lacked a lot of depth that I really wanted in my classroom. So this year I I took the dive and I gamified my entire year in that's, my, that's so my awesome. class. <laughs> I love it. I love hearing when people make that jump to the whole year game. So when, like you had mentioned, when you did just sort of the small gamification that it sort of lacked depth or it was really more just sort of behavioral management or a little carrot stick action. Mm-hmm. Um, and this this is where I just want people to push through because the gamification that that the XP Lab community is really talking about is so beyond that. We're really talking about shaping students. We're talking about motivating students to like get in touch with some of their inner like talents, discover some inner talents, and just enjoy learning. Um, but you, you know, you're so right that like so many of the apps and things out there are really just point driven and just it's just carrot stick. Yeah, exactly. And actually, when I got into gamification, it was before I found your book, before I found XP Lab Community, it was just I found this app and I'm like, okay, we're going to try this. And then when I found the community, found your book, started reading, I'm like, oh, it's so much more than this. Yeah. And that's and that's part of what your reflection spoke to was you you wanted you wanted more and you, you took the leap and you, you reached for more. So what's been the results for you? Oh, oh, wow. Um, 
especially after this week, it, it, this week, these last two weeks have blown me away. Um, one of my gamified units or lessons from last year was grammar bootcamp. And it basically was taking the grammar mechanics that I teach for one of my projects and putting it, they earn like a rank star. And I, at the end I do a white elephant and the higher your rank, the more control you get over the prize that you get. But this year that didn't fit into my theme because my theme's middle ages. So I did Knights Academy where they would earn rank points and those rank points would determine their uh, white elephant selection at the end. And so I did different kinds of, uh, I started out with an escape room and then we did a couple, we did a quiz it live and some quizzes. And uh, it's funny because with a quiz is they can take the quiz as many times as they want to up their score. And what I noticed is that more kids, if they weren't getting a perfect score, because a hundred percent would get them a hundred rank points. And so they would continue taking this grammar review quiz to get the hundred rank points. It don't, no grade was attached to my Knights Academy at all. It was, it was just rank points to make sure that they're getting these concepts. I love it. So (laughs) these kids just, you know, naturally trying to like gain that mastery, uh, just, just for like the enjoyment of being in the game and, leveling up and Mm -hmm. but through it you know meeting the targets that you're hoping to hit right and uh it's so funny because they wanted to stay after school for tutoring on days where i don't stay after school and i'm like i don't nothing's for a grade right now and they're like i know i need the rank points i'm not at the top rank right now i love it (laughs) you know that speaks to how students really do I mean, they, they love to learn. Learning is such a natural act. And I, I talk about this a lot that, uh, you know, school just doesn't motivate, doesn't inspire. And here's a great example because so many times I tell teachers, you can do this and not attach grades to it. And so many teachers want to start with their XP directly correlated to grades because they're they're afraid to sort of teach without the structure of like grades. They feel like no kid will go do anything unless you attach the grade to it. And I, in my experience, and it sounds like in your experience, the, right. almost the opposite is true. Like when we remove the, the shackles of the grade, their creativity is endless. Their drive returns to that natural drive to learn. Um, I just, I love it. And, and the prizes in my Knights Academy, they, they were just powers in the game. I mean, there are a couple like, I called it the ring of power and it was a ring pop. I mean, there are a couple of things that's like awesome. I love it. <laughs> which actually makes me think I need to make like a power. That's like the ring of power after. And actually one of the kids came up to me and goes, that should be a power in the game and not candy. It should. <laughs> <laughs> it should. I love it too. When they get so invested in the game and so excited that they actually want to be game creators with you. Exactly. Like my dragon power, for example, um, my, a dragon power, if you, you basically the storyline I put is that you snuck into the dungeon and you were able to convince the dragons to do what you want. And so I thought that the dragons could only attack. I'm like, well, the de- dragons can attack any guild and take the XP of all of half of the XP of all of the members of that guild. 
And a student comes up to me and says, do the dragons have to attack? And I just paused. I'm like, <laughs> what else do you want the dragons to do? They're like, I want the dragons to heal. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so the dragons can either heal or attack. That's so cool. <laughs> and I again, I just love it when the kids become game designers and in your moment your frozen moment of like not knowing <laughs> what to say <laughs> gamification definitely lends itself to having to think on her feet because there are those moments where your game can take a left turn because of what a kid inquires about the game and it's usually really good thought like that where it's like well we could do this too and you're like uh yeah yeah you can do that <laughs> yeah and you change completely off of where you were going. Yeah. That's yeah. okay. <laughs> but I think that, that the students pick up on that refreshing sort of, I don't know, input that they now have mm -hmm. in the class. Like we, a lot of these Twitter chats talk about voice and choice, voice and choice, voice and choice. Well, here we have something, this, this game that they are excited about, that they want to do, that they are staying after school to figure out, uh, and then you have moments like that where you show them they they have a powerful role to play in this game and and that can be the game designer itself. Mhm. Mm That's pretty awesome. So your kids your kids are loving it. They they absolutely love it. They they come into my classroom. Well, for example, um I just sent the updated leaderboards out to them cuz I do it every Sunday. I sent them the updated leaderboards. And one student who his guild fell to the bottom because of dragons the previous week. And he goes, cause there were about four dragon attacks on different guilds because of Knights Academy. So there were tons of dragon powers out there. And I had so many guilds that fell. He messaged me saying, wow, with all this, with all this insanity this week, maybe I'll be at the top. And it's just the excitement to get into my classroom. They cannot wait to get in and find out what's going to happen next and what powers they're going to have because they have individual powers, team powers. It's very complex, but they love it. And, and that's really it too, right? The games can be incredibly complex. I remember, I don't know, probably like 12, 13 years ago, a big thing in the district I was working at at the time was that we were trying to push towards what were called higher ordered thinking skills. Mm -hmm. And like we really wanted to get kids operating in these higher ordered thinking skills. And I just think back where like, man, gamification is always operating in higher order thinking skills because they, they have to figure out the rules of the game. They have to like figure out these different combos and these different things on top of the curriculum and i know it on one hand you're listening right now thinking well that just sounds like horrible like then they're doing 10 times the more work like does that interfere with the learning and it really isn't there's this synergistic relationship between the two that like the more they dive into the game the more they get the content exactly. uh, but it is higher order thinking throughout the entire thing oh most definitely so I had a few questions to sort of dial it back a little bit. We, I mean, we went straight into, boom, you're gamifying your whole year and your last two weeks have been phenomenal. Um, I just want to know where, uh, where did you start? I mean, going from that like carrot and stick model into this, 
this more wide open, expansive feel for students? Well, it was actually when I went to Spark last summer and um, got to meet you and actually attended the 8-bit workshop. Nice. And sitting there, I finally developed the the link I was missing in my game to make it all make sense for me uh, because I do this time machine escape room which brings my students into 1377, which is where my novel takes place. And I just didn't know how to do that in a, in a game narrative that would make sense. And so through that workshop, I developed that they first start in a post-apocalyptic world, then the time machine breaks down, and then we're in the Middle Ages. But we're going to go back to the post-apocalyptic world sure. And then I just started developing this after that. And I, we do, because we're the sixth grade, we're the first grade of our school. Uh, we do a uh, open house at the beginning of the year to meet the parents. And I had little cards with uh, QR codes on them and links and where they could already listen to my voice recordings. I had voice changer things to get them sucked into the game. I love those kind of touches <laughs> that we can add. You can add all of these like creative little touches and uh, in a gamified class, it just, it makes sense. Like you, you would never do that just for a regular homework assignment or activity in a non-gamified class. It would just seem so outside the norm. Uh, and I think that's why sometimes people don't dive into the deep end because they think this is going to be outside the norm, but it isn't. Like once in context of your story or your game and kids know that's happening, it all flows. Right. And I even had uh, actually one of the links on there was a Bartle test. And it was so funny because most of the kids who completed it were those achievers, those ones. <laughs> right. They want to like, that's <laughs> yeah. funny. Like oh, I have to do it. Like there's something for me to do and I could maybe get something if I do it. Yep, and they started with those rewards right off the bat. Yeah, I, I make my kids do the Bartle test. I find it to be really helpful information for me. Um, so another question I had for you, Jennifer, is um, how did you feel? You know, so it sounds like you've developed this over summer. You went to USM Summer Spark, kind of cracked that code for your game and like made the theme make sense for you. Then it sounds like you you launched it like beginning of the year. How did how did you feel as you stood there about to like launch a year long game, kind of into the unknown? Uh, terrified, <laughs> <laughs> um, especially because the way I launched it was in front of not only the students but their parents, and uh, I kind of explained the game and had my little cards and said. You know, if you grab one, then you've got a ticket to my game. If not, then you're going to have to wait till the first day of school because I technically launched it before the first day of school. That's so cool. And so then I'm just looking at my computer, looking at the form, seeing, okay, this student's on. Yes, I got one. <laughs> I love it. That is awesome. That's a really neat idea to sort of put it, you know, preschool, you know, yeah, at some sort of back to school night or... Um, I, I mail my students like a postcard and that actually is where my game begins technically. 
Um, cause on there, there's a link to a, uh, shoot. I can't remember the name of the software I use. It's, uh, whatever these kids can post these comments out on this thing. Uh, and if they do that, that's their first round of earning XP. And I kind of like it cause it starts the game with some action, right? So not everyone starts the game at zero. Not every house starts at zero. Like it allows some, some already some numbers in there and it's just yeah. something to work with. Um, cause inevitably a lot of students don't do it because they don't, they don't understand why they would do that yet. Yeah. Um, so you were terrified yet. You did it. You launched it. You pushed through boom. Now let's hit the fast forward button to kind of that. Yeah, maybe it doesn't have to be the first day, but maybe that first week, how, you know, how did, how do you think, you felt, I know we're sort of looking back in time here, but how do you feel, how do you think you felt at the end of the first week? Well, at the end of the first week, you know, um, we introduced basically my antagonist, my, my double S, my secret society, and just the, the energy that the kids had. We had powerful discussions on whether we should trust these people. <laughs> they're going to put us on and it was just me with a, a voice changer, but they, they bought it. They, you know, and part of it was when I recorded it, I stumbled a couple times. Like they're like, that person is stuttering. We should not trust them. <laughs> like, okay. All right. That's funny. And it's just you. It's just you the entire time. Yeah. That's awesome. And I mean, so, so would you say like right away your kids? Right away, I felt the energy from the storyline and they, they bought it and they were into it. In fact, there are kids that come up to me and goes, what happened to the double S? Are they ever going to come get us? We're still in the middle ages. They have to come get us. It's so funny. Like when you do that, <laughs> that, that bit of role play, they get sucked in. I mean, like, and if you have any sort of plot hole that you need to fill they'll yeah. call you on it they'll be like wait a minute we're still here and you said that we need to fix this are we ever getting out and i'm like yes but we have to try to overthrow the king and they're like but the king has been giving us stuff I'm like i know because he doesn't think that you're going to overthrow him and hurt him nice. Nice. <laughs> you have nice. to be sneaky and That's i love awesome. using those narratives to just tie them in i love it yeah so when you say your kids, you know, were sucked in, um, I mean, cause you said you teach middle school, um, you, I mean, you see kids come in and out of your class. So was there kind of an already like palpable excitement just entering the class, you know, like from hearing what happened, you know, before lunch, now this is your after lunch class and they're super excited to get in there. Oh yeah. They, they're like, I heard something intense happens today. <laughs> and, and even, um, even this last week, I mean, we're over halfway and I have students coming up to me and goes, I heard your class is incredible today. I cannot wait. Nice. I, I mean, that's kind of fun when there's that kind of anticipation that everybody kind of experiences. Um, at my school, I teach at a K through 12 school and I also have noticed that that same anticipation translates into even like future years, right? So like 
that would be exciting. Right? Like the, these fifth graders are excited to get into sixth grade to experience this game, you know, and I've been doing this realm of nobles now for six years. So like some of them, it's like their older brother, you know, like that had sixth grade four years ago, but they're like, Oh, like, I just can't wait to see. And they're hoping to be in the same house as their brother. And, you know, like, it's just so funny to be like, Oh man, I, I hope I'm in, you know, house of torn, <laughs> Mr. Matera. And I'm like, I have zero control over that. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. No, I mean like kid, I'm kid, the start of the school. I'm sorry. No, that's right. I was just gonna say, just, it's so fun to hear kids genuinely excited to like come to school, be in, be in class, be in community of others. Um, cause I, I think both of our games, it, it strengthens the entire team if everyone is doing well. So, you know, the, like seeing kids coach each other or quiz each other because like, oh man, we have a boss battle coming up. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, that those things just didn't happen before when I didn't gamify. Um, you know, I can tell them all day that you should probably like coach each other. You should probably like quiz each other. And like, they didn't. <laughs> right. Now they all do. I shouldn't say all, but now many of them do. Right. Uh, so another thing I got to ask is, um, now that you've done it, now that you've, you've made it to the other side, you dove in, you've, you peeked behind the curtain, whatever the saying we want to say, <laughs> um, could could you go back? Absolutely not. No, no. way. Explain no to way. me. Say, yeah, tell me a little more. <laughs> uh, because even when I was just dipping my toe in, there there wasn't as much, near as much motivation and excitement as there is now in my classroom. And uh, just the fact that there's no way, you wouldn't be able to tell me three years ago that I would be able to have kids take a comprehension quiz without a grade and tie it to XP and they would do better than they would on a, on a graded test. I still have all my data, but it's not tied to a grade and they're doing better. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah. It's just crazy. I don't, I'll admit, I don't do it anymore, but when I, probably my first two years switching to gamified class, I, I really tried to keep my assessments about the same and my units about the same so that I could do a little unofficial like research here. And it's like you, it's like you described. I mean, on all of my tests, on all of my assessments, like they, they all went up and at the same time, by all measures, my class got harder because now like sometimes things that they used to just get you know like you could have a no card test now that was like something you had to earn or unlocked you know what i mean like so by all measures like amped up and harder yet their scores improved right um, so i mean it's it's again it just reminds me that our problem at school isn't it's not cognitive in nature it's 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 just that students don't want to learn so we do need to spend a little time thinking about how to make this worth learning, make the experience worth something that they want to do. Exactly. It's all about the experience. It's about sucking them in with narratives and with just a, just putting them somewhere that's not in the classroom. Like tomorrow I'm, I'm going to dress up as one of our characters that's going to test their fate. 
and they are going to possibly have to go through a discussion without being able to talk because one of our characters can't talk. <laughs> I'm pretty certain I'm not the only one listening right now that wants to hear more about that. <laughs> uh, they are meeting two characters in my novel. Um, they've read the chapters, supposed to read them over the weekend, um, but they're meeting two characters. One cannot speak because she's got a cleft lip, and then the other one um, is kind of her caretaker, but she doesn't she believes in a religion that the main character does not. So she's kind of seen as like a mystical character. So she is going to go around to each adventure path and test their fate tomorrow. And how are we testing their fate? Uh, with a deck of cards. Oh, nice. And... <laughs> I love it. This is, I mean, like, ah, that's just so fun. Yeah. I just so dig it. Like, I want to be in your class tomorrow. And what's even funnier is uh, the yearbook's coming tomorrow to do candid pictures, and I'm going to be dressed like an old lady. So it's going to be awesome. That is going to be fantastic. <laughs> and that's the thing. I, I say it over and over again about gamification. There are just so many memory like moments, right? Like Again, we, we've heard every like keynote speaker tell us this, like what kid remembers that worksheet or test? But like every kid remembers those like, moments these moments in time right like they're gonna remember the day that you dressed up they're gonna remember that day when they like defeated some boss they're gonna remember that day when like they came together and succeeded on some task right like exactly. not not the worksheet moment but like definitely some of these more kumbaya moments that we can have in a gamified class more often exactly i just love it <laughs> no it's it's pretty awesome and uh seriously that sounds fantastic and would be fun to be a part of so i can't wait to hear how that kind of resolves itself in your class i love, I the, I love the title your... testing their fate testing their fate yep now uh unfortunately we are already at reflection time like wow. i know <laughs> it just whizzes by boom <laughs> so today we have a quote by brendan Burchard, and he's the author of The Motivation Manifesto. Um, this quote is quite fitting to today's topic about you diving into the deep end. You ready? Yes. So I'm going to read you this quote, and then I just want to hear your reflection on it, and then I'll give my reflection, and then we'll be on our merry way and getting ready to test the fates of our students tomorrow. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> All right. So Brennan says, any plunge into the unknown is reckless, but that is where the treasure lies. How does that hit you? Well, specifically in gamification, um, as I mentioned before, I was terrified and uh, didn't have everything planned out. And that, that could be seen as reckless. You know, you don't have everything completely planned out. But with gamifying, you don't have to. And I think the treasure lies in the excitement that the kids bring and the fact that it's okay that I don't have everything planned out. Because not only will it form itself, but the kids will help form it. I think so that, that, yeah. yeah no, I, mean, <laughs> I think that that's a really good answer. You know, like gamification... You're, you're, you are going into the unknown. In fact, you're constantly kind of in the unknown because the game can change. 
we talked about it earlier in this episode that students can bring about that change. A new idea from your own self can bring that change. So, you know, gamification is not something that you can neatly and tidily like create and then just execute that plan start to finish. Like there is no, it's not binary in nature. It's not like a computer that's just going to run through the code. Yeah. It is It is really an open world that can change with literally countless variables. Um, but as, as Brendan says, that's so where the treasure lies. Like the moment I got outside the box, when I dove into the deep end, it sounds same for you when you dove into that deep end man, that's where like the classroom came to life. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, you know, just having that for our students, it's just, it's so worth it. So. Absolutely. (laughs) I love it. I love the quote. It's a good quote. Well, Jennifer, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. No, it's been a pleasure. Uh, I hope we can keep the conversation going. Uh, please, you know, update us on hashtag XPLAP, uh, how the fates go tomorrow. Oh, I definitely will. <laughs> I want to hear how this one works out. <laughs> uh, for everyone else, don't forget to check out explorelikeapirate.com for all sorts of ideas, vlogs, blogs, podcasts. Uh, also, you can subscribe to my new YouTube channel. Uh, the link is youtube.com slash Mr. Matera. Um, would love to have you join that community. It's really starting to be a great PLN. People are posting comments every week and responding, and it's just been great. It's truly an honor having you guys listen, learn, and play with us each week. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy your week.